0: Section 4 of Modern Russian Literature by D.S. Mirsky. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 4. The Drama, 1850-1890 The Russian drama cuts a comparatively poor figure by the side of its neighbor arts. The realistic drama is overshadowed by the novel, the historical drama by the opera, Then again, the Russian playwright has been largely eclipsed by the actor and since 1900 by the producer. The Russian theater is brilliant and interesting, but dramatic literature plays a secondary part both in theatrical and in literary history. The main characteristic of Russian drama, as of the Russian novel, is its attention to character and its neglect of plot. It is even more undramatic than the Russian novel is unnarrative. This undramatic quality reaches its climax in the ripest and most original fruit of the Russian drama, the plays of Chekhov. But the same neglect of plot becomes discernible much earlier, in the comedies of von Wiesin and Griboyedov, and is unmistakable in the work of Ostrovsky the greatest Russian writer to devote himself exclusively to the drama. He was the exact contemporary of the great novelists, and all that has been said of the general character of their work may be applied to his plays. The greater part of these is neither tragedy nor comedy, but belongs to the hybrid variety called drama to court. Alexander Nikolaevich Ostrovsky was born in Moscow in 1823, the son of an attorney, if English terms are applicable to the very un-English forms of Russian pre-reform law courts, whose practice was among the rich but uneducated merchants of the city. This was the class Ostrovsky chose for the subject of his plays. His first play appeared in 1850 and produced a sensation – Ostrovsky was held as the dramatist of the natural school. From that date until his death in 1886, he almost monopolized the stage. A whole school of Russian actors grew up on his plays, a school which till quite recently dominated the state theaters of both capitals. Ostrovsky's plays may be described as dramatized short stories. He was fully aware of the exigencies of the stage. But what the Russian stage demands is good parts for individual actors, quote unquote, grateful parts as the Russian theatrical phrase has it. To arouse the dramatic suspense of the audience is a secondary thing. Ostrovsky's chief theme is not character, it is bit, the peculiar manners and idiosyncrasies of some peculiar milieu. This milieu in most of his plays is the merchant class. Ostrovsky's characters are not so much individuals as types. One of the most memorable, which he repeats in an infinite but never tiring and by no means monotonous variety, is the Samadur, the domestic tyrant. Ostrovsky is infinitely resourceful in drawing various shades of this parental despotism. Especially striking is his gallery of female tyrants. No one has excelled him in representing the callousness and selfishness of old women. Ostrovsky's merchants are very unlike the educated gentry of his fellow realists. They are more primitive, more barbarous, less refined, but also saner, stronger of will and more of a peace. Ostrovsky was not sure whether to like or to hate them. He oscillated between an admiration for their strong characters, their strong patriarchal principles, and a repulsion for their savage crudeness. He could idealize the, quote unquote, head of the house into a patriarch or vilify him into a vulgar bully. This, of course, only adds to the variety and, quote unquote, objectivity. his types. There is nothing more sordid than the merchants of his first quote-unquote comedy, The Bankrupt, and nothing more biblically noble than The Merchant of Know Your Place. This last play is one of Ostrovsky's very few plays that have a definite quote-unquote classically constructed plot, but his masterpiece and one of the masterpieces of Russian literature is the Thunderstorm, 1860, which is distinctly of the undramatic type. It is so pregnant with the poetical, atmosphere of a Russian country town under Volga. There is so much passionate poetry in the heroine Katerina that it can be placed on a level with the very best of Turgenev's stories, and its parts are so, quote-unquote, grateful that it is the favorite play of the Russian repertoire, both with the public and with the actors. Though Ostrovsky was the one great writer who was a dramatist only, many of his contemporaries wrote plays between times. Turgenev wrote many in his early years, before the success of A Sportsman's Sketches finally directed him to fiction. His plays are very enjoyable and competent, but they are for the most part dramatized short stories. The most interesting is the psychological comedy A Month in the Country, which has a foretaste of Chekhov. A much truer dramatist was Pisimsky, as in his novels he was a truer storyteller. His drama, A Bitter Fate, is, from the dramatic point of view, one of the best Russian plays. It is the only realistic drama in Russia that deserves the name of tragedy. It is constructed with classical perfection. The plot turns on the relations between a serf who has made money and his master who has become the lover of the peasant's wife. The peasant is the type of the strong and tyrannical, quote unquote, head of the house. The gentleman is the kindly type of man with no will, familiar to us from so many of Turgenev's stories. The serf is a tyrant to his wife, who really loves the master, and a rebel to the squire. The situation is eminently dramatic and is developed with much dramatic ability. Another writer who stands out as a dramatist, not a mere novelist in dialogue, is Suchovo Kabylin, 1817 to 1902. He wrote plays which are violent satires against officialdom and excellent comedies of intrigue. The best known is Kriczynski's Marriage. It was never appreciated by the critics, but had an immense success with the public. The others were too violent in their satire to be passed by the stage censorship. Such is the death of Terelkin, a broad and crude satire, truly aristophanic, and second to nothing of its kind, short of Gogol's revizor. But there is in it a fierceness of which Gogol was quite incapable. Dostoevsky, whose genius was so eminently dramatic, wrote no dramas, but many of his novels have been dramatized and formed an important item in the repertory of the twentieth-century Russian stage. Tolstoy, on the other hand, who had no dramatic proclivity, wrote several plays in his later years. The Power of Darkness, though a powerful and impressively hopeless picture of Russian peasant life, And as such, popular both at home and abroad, is hardly a good play. The plot is overloaded with irrelevant details of bit. The Fruits of Culture is a decidedly amusing comedy of the quieter kind. It contains the essence of all that lighter satire of society which is diffused in Anna Karenina and elsewhere. The Living Corpse is as undramatic as any Russian play. It is a dramatized novel. But there is in it a mellowness and a sympathetic wisdom which makes it, at least to the present writer, one of the most attractive of all Tolstoy's works. Lastly, I may mention the didactic anti-liquor comedy, The First Distiller, which stands out for that lucidity and neatness of outline that is characteristic of old Tolstoy's didactic work. It is as good a morality as has been written since the Middle Ages. The historical drama in verse, which shared with drama of real life the favour of the public, originated about eighteen sixty when the hitherto unfruitful lead of Pushkin in Boris Godunov was taken up almost simultaneously by several writers. This type of drama is mainly interesting as having given so many librettos to the Russian opera. The opera composers did not limit themselves to using ready-made librettos, and the greatest of them, Mussorgsky, was also a great dramatist. He wrote his own text for Hovanchina and reconstructed and remodeled Pushkin's Boris into a popular drama, as he called it, of greater sweep than its original. Ostrovsky was among the first to try his hand at this genre. His chronicle plays are decidedly poor, but his Snegurochka, Snow Maiden, which Rimsky-Korsakov set to music, is a singularly charming and original production. Ostrovsky utilizes in a very fruitful way the material of the Russian folk stories and creates a wonderful world of fantasy in which mythological romance is closely intertwined with a quietly sparkling, very Russian humor. Of the strictly historical plays, Alexei Tolstoy's dramatic trilogy are the best known, Not that they are really very great plays. They are turgid and lack concision. Their local color is conventional and operatic. Their versification is poor, distinctly inferior to the narrative, humorous, and lyrical work of the same poet. But they contain good dramatic situations, and the character of Tsar Fyodor in the play of the same name is one of the most interesting in Russian literature. He is the saintly fool, the same character as Dostoevsky's idiot, but stripped of all its peculiarly Dostoevskian features and exalted to royal rank. End of section 4